I've got um, a new friend <laughs> that I literally met a couple days ago, um, but he's a PCA uh, dad, Hunter Dane. Uh, Hunter, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about um, your family, but don't go so far back as to tell us what high school you went to, um, <laughs> because it's a, it's a local high school. But because it's, I went to TCA. But yeah, yeah so. we won't, we'll just leave that out, right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, in the editing process, yes. right, I said, if you know, if you swear or say anything bad, I'll cut it out. So if, if there's a long pause when you say, I went to, and then there's just a pause, it's because I cut it out. Anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally understandable. That's fine. Go right yeah, ahead. So you're a Dallas guy. Your yeah. wife is a Dallas girl, right? You guys grew up around here. Um, kind of bring us up to speed. Yeah, so, I mean, my wife grew up going to Prestonwood Baptist Church. That's where she accepted Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, I was born and raised in Dallas in the Preston Hollow area. We grew up uh, going to Fellowship Bible Church. Mm -hmm. I did go to that school that I mentioned previously. My wife graduated from uh, Plano Senior High School. Okay. And then we both went on to graduate from Baylor University. There you go. Yep. All right. Yeah, you guys have had a good run recently with that whole Baylor Bear thing. So. Yeah, buddy. Sick and bears. Yeah. Sick and bears. I'm a, I'm a Longhorn, so we're we're suffering right now. Hey, you know what? You can't be perfect forever, right? Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So you got into the real estate business how long ago? Uh Two days after I walked across the stage at Baylor. You're kidding. Not joking. Was it a family thing, or how did how did you get an interest in it? No, uh, it's crazy. I uh, So my next-door neighbor, his dad was an architect guy by the name of Robbie Fuchs, uh, well-known in the area. And we uh, young, when we were young, he made us go work, like sweeping out houses for Hawkins Wellwood and builders okay. and stuff. And I was like, man. These houses are neat. Yeah. You know, to me at the time, it was like these things were these mansions. Yes. They were so cool. And I always loved seeing how things got put together. Yeah. It was just my personality. And so I started off on the home building side. I just always wanted to. Yeah. Um, and so when I graduated from Baylor, I got a job for a local builder called Goodman Homes. Yeah. And I mean, literally started there two days. I walked across stage on a Saturday and showed up uh, on Monday. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so we were talking about that. My vision for this, uh, and I asked you, was um, the real estate market in Dallas seems to be just freaky, unusual, crazy, right? And I wanted you to give our parents just a kind of a little bit of an insight, um, kind of you know behind the curtain look from a guy whose profession this is to pay attention to this, like what's going on and what we need to know about it, and maybe even like how can we can take advantage of it? Because I know right now, right, if you wanted to sell your house. <laughs> be the perfect time to sell. The only problem is you have to buy one too. So Correct. tell me a little bit about the market and kind of what, what you see going on in Dallas right now. Yeah, so every Wednesday at my staff meeting, we kind of have this word called bananas. The, mar the market, <laughs> market, the is, market bananas. is absolutely bananas. Yeah. You know, um, in 20 years, you know, of doing this, I've never seen anything close. You know, I, I, I got started in the business and the market was okay mm -hmm. in 2003. And it got really good going up to 2008. But like the 2007, 8, like it was never like what we're seeing right now. Right. And there's a combination of factors, right? Um, you know, there is some, the good news is there's not all the crazy weird lending, like what led up to the 2008 crash. In 2007, um, you know, if you had a pulse and you could sign your name to a document, you could get approved for 100% financing yeah. on pretty much yeah. anything. They were yeah. doing all these stated income, which how that ever made any sense. You didn't have to prove your income, no doc, no down payment, 
all this bananas in a bad way, bad way. Yeah. Uh, loan stuff. So yeah. that stuff's not going on. So the good news is the majority of people are putting money down mm -hmm. and have equity in their home. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people are like, hey, man, are we going to see a big crash like we did in 2008? And obviously, I don't have a crystal ball. Right. You know, uh, I don't have any premonitions, but we don't have the same circumstances that we did in 2008. People, the good news is people have equity in their homes. Yep. They have a lot of equity in their homes. So it's unlikely to have a wave of foreclosures unless something really nutty. I mean, if we go to nuclear war or something yeah, like that, whatever. all bets are off, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't forecast seeing a big housing crash, but there's no way that this is sustainable in its current form for a long term, okay. right? Okay. So if you if you want to move, yes. right, it might be a great time to sell, but not a great time to buy. So you're saying, you know, maybe maybe if you could sell and, and downsize, well, you might just, want to do it. But it, if you want to stay the same way or get higher, maybe now is not the time to be making those decisions. I wouldn't actually say that. Okay. So so it it all depends. It's all oops, sorry. It's all based on perspective, okay. right? If you said Hunter. I want to buy a house today, but I will probably need to sell it in the next two to three years. I would say do not buy. Okay. Do not buy if you're trying to judge this on a two to three year time frame. Gotcha. It's very similar to like if you're buying assets for retirement fund, right? right. You, you want to think very long, long term. term. And yep. long term, it doesn't matter what the little temporary dips in the market or the spikes in the market are doing. Right. Find a quality product or company, buy it and hold it, right? Gotcha. Yep. Same thing with real estate right now. Uh, interest rates are, so interest rates right now, the average rate is about five and a quarter right now, which sounds high to everybody that was locking in in January of this year at three and a quarter or was locking in a year ago at two and a half, right? But long term, five and a quarter is still a really good rate and we're projecting rates to go six and a half, maybe 7% in the next year or two. So okay. if you said, Hunter, I'm probably going to need to buy a house in the next two years, I would actually say, well, if you're going to be holding that house for more than two to five years, yeah. you probably, and you're going to borrow money, yeah. buy you, you want to buy it now, okay. you know? Um, and if, it, if you look at it on a 10 year basis, I think you're going to be fine 10 years from now, no matter what happens in between. Gotcha. Um, right. But go ahead. Uh, other options, leasing. Leasing. Right. Yep. When, when does leasing ever make sense? Um, in the terms of, I always think, you know, buying a house, you have equity, so you can sell it. Leasing, it seems like like renting, like you're just throwing money away. Is there ever a, a good time to lease, and is now one of those times? So, absolutely, again, uh, there's absolutely a good, there's a time and place for everything, yeah. right? So, uh, <laughs> thank you, Solomon. Yes, right? Exa exactly, <laughs> right? But it's, yeah. it's so yeah. true. In fact, I was a renter uh, a year and a half ago. Okay. So, we had a big house in Willow Bend, and my older daughters, who we had adopted as teenagers, when they graduated from Plano West, we only had our two younger children that were going to PCA. Yeah. And I'm like, A, I don't need a huge house anymore. And B, we're at PCA like nonstop, yeah. so I want to be closer. So we ended up, I was like, hey, I want to be fiscally responsible. I don't want to buy a house while I still have this other house on the books. So gotcha. I'm like, Danielle, we're going to sell this. We're going to make sure we get what we want for it. And then we're going to rent until we find what we want. Yeah, it's like, because the next house that I buy, I want to be there. I want to stay there until the kids graduate from high school. Right. And when you have a five-year-old, that's a, that's a time. A that's a long that's way, yes. you know. Um, and so 
we rented for a, about a year, a little over a year, while we found the house, right? Because okay. I didn't want to be forced into making a quick decision. I'm so thankful I did. You know, my wife had the same question. I'm like, hey, we're, we're paying this much because rent is crazy high right now, okay. right? right? So if you try to look at it just like, hey, this amount of rent that I'm paying seems like I'm throwing it away. Well, if it buys you flexibility, you know, and that you can wait and not feel pressure to make a quick or hasty decision on yep. such a large, for most people, me included, this is the single, single largest, largest investment, investment you'll ever make. <laughs> yeah, so now you may have take more, it seriously. <laughs> right, you may have more money invested in lots of assets, but as far as having money tied up in one single asset, mm-hmm. this is usually the most. So I'd say right now, you know, if you are gonna be a buyer, be picky because yes you're gonna feel like you're paying top dollar for it and that's gonna be okay long term most likely but let's make sure that you're buying something they're gonna be comfortable in for a while and you know then it's gonna work out and don't just look at it as a financial decision it is a financial decision but keep in mind this is where you're raising your family okay you know yeah you've got to live somewhere hopefully hopefully your job and your investments are what you're depending on for your financial future. Mm. Don't make an unwise decision with your house, but keep in perspective, you're picking a house based off of what's best for your family, not what's gonna provide you the best return down the line. Yeah, okay, so in terms of um, like, what, what is specifically your job? You represent buyers, sellers, like in the real estate market, right? Where do people get introduced to you? Uh, Look, we do everything. Oh, so, yeah, I, like so <laughs> I, I work with I work with a lot of sellers. I mean, we in the last I was just someone asked me this, like, how many houses have you sold in the last few years? And I looked up the stats. In the last three years, I've sold 175 houses. You know, uh-huh. just as far as that's just the seller side. And then on the buyer side, it, you know, I only have so much time. So I think I, I've represented like 65 buyers in the same period of time. Uh, I also own a pro the property management company so commercial property no uh residential residential residential. so i have a number of clients that have come to me over the years and said hey i don't want all my life savings tied up in equities or whatever and so they're like i really love the idea of owning a rental property okay and so we had bad we had some bad experiences with referring people to property management companies that didn't go so well. So you decided and, just to do it yourself. Well, go figure. If the if the property management side of it doesn't go well, people don't want to continue buying rental properties. Sure. So yeah. we started our own property management company so we can take care of our clients that own rental properties. Um, and so, yeah, we represent buyers and we, we represent renters too. You know, we have, I've, I mean, I don't personally go drive around showing people rentals, but I have people on my team that specialize in helping renters, you know. Uh, we get a lot of people, we, we like to take care of anybody who needs real estate help. Okay. I don't care if you're buying or selling a $100,000 house or a $10 million house, or you're wanting to rent an $800 apartment. We wanna be the one-stop source where everyone goes, you can trust those people they're going to take care of you no matter what your price point or what your situation is. Okay, now I'm, I'm driving through my neighborhood, yep. right? And I'll see um, signs for different, you know, real estate groups. And I'll also see a uh, for sale by owner or another one. And I, I can't remember, right? But it's basically, a, you know, it's an internet, you know, uh, it you know, popped up yesterday and I can do everything that you do, you know, by five minutes on my computer and plugging it in. 
how how is that different, right? Because I, I mean, I'm just I'm it's, thinking. It's it's a that's a great question. And um, as with any profession, you know, there are people and firms that are better than others, right? right? And so what I tell people, like, if this is your one of your single largest investments in your life, do you really want to trust yourself at handling that? I mean, you know, between buyers and sellers, we we help about a hundred families a year, roughly, okay. right? And so we're, I would like to say that I'm at the point where I'm unconsciously competent in doing what we do. I mean, this, like, I have 11 employees that make things work, right? You know, we're, we spend thousands upon thousands of dollars in social media advertising, Zillow advertising. We own 3D cameras that are like the Google Earth cameras. We use drones. We use, we use all this stuff goes into doing what we do and getting, I usually like to say that I should be able to pay for my fee and what I can save you in mistakes other people will make or the amount more that I can get for your house versus somebody who's not as good as we are. Mm. And everything matters, right? I mean, it's not rocket science, but there is a science to it. The more people that are aware that your house is for sale, the the, the more traffic you're going to get to your listing, right? And the better your listing shows online, the more people that are going to come walk through your house, you know? And so the more people that walk through your house, the more offers you're going to get. The more offers you get, the more money you're going to get for selling it. And so, yes, you could go get a for sale by owner sign at Home Depot and get it sold in this market. But when you look at what we average versus our competition, a lot of times we're averaging 10 to 15% more because we've learned how to do this, right? You know, um, Malcolm Gladwell, Mm -hmm. I love his books, right? Love it, right? And so it's like it it takes 10,000 hours to be an expert at something, you know? And the people like a concert violinist that's 10,000 hours of experience, they're going to be one of the top in the world. And someone that's 6,000 hours, they may play in a college band or, you know, play, you know, but and not go any further than that, right? And it's the same thing with real estate or any other profession. If you've got cancer, you probably want one of the best cancer doctors. You probably don't care to save 1% on the deal, right? <laughs> and it's the same thing with real estate, yeah, right? Yeah. Different pe- There's 28,000 licensed agents in the Dallas-Fort Worth area alone. No way. There's 28,000. Wow. But 98% of the business is done by 2% of the agents. It's yeah. not the 80-20 rule. And so it, who you work with really matters. Whether it's me, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of great agents in the 2%. I'm not saying I'm the only one. There's right. a lot of great. There's a lot of great agents. Uh, yeah, but you're the only one we're listening to right now. Yes. So, so use so me. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, one other question that I had a yes. thought of. Okay. Um, uh, you know, we live in this market, right? Um, I, I don't want to sell, right? Because um, you know, I don't want to buy a house, right? And I'm right. thinking, um, I have equity in the home. Is now a good time to kind of take some of the equity? and redo some of the things that are in my house, right? Like, hey, we need to redo the bathroom. Hey, we need to upgrade the kitchen. Is now a good time to do that, or is now a bad time to do that because of the way the market is, and I don't really need to do it because if I want to sell it, why spend all that money into it? I'm just thinking about those kind of things as well. That's a great question. A common misperception is that you, although there is some truth to it, a lot of people are like, hey, I don't need to do anything. I can just, I can sell my house as is and get multiple offers. And that's true. Yep. But how much you sell it for is greatly impacted by what, how your home shows. Right. And so people, 
you almost cannot overspend on fixing up your house or doing upgrades to it right now. Because you'll get some good return on Stuff it. Stuff that is move-in ready that, like, people walk in, they're like, their heart beats, yeah. and they're like, yeah. oh, my goodness, I don't have to touch a thing. Like, yeah. I could take pictures of this and send it to my, all my friends, and they'd be jealous. I mean, people are paying 20%, 30% premiums, you know, for that. Okay. And so it's like I tell people, you don't have to do any of this. But every dollar you spend on a kitchen or a bathroom, you're going to get 2 to $3 back. So it's like an instant doubling or tripling your money. Gotcha. Obviously, there's some limits to that. Sure. You know, I mean, you if, you, be a wise steward of what you, if you have a half million dollar house, and you put half a million dollars into your powder bathroom, you're probably not getting it all back. Right. But, right. but right now, I've never in 20 years seen people get more return on their money for upgrades they've done to their house. Okay. It's, it's really interesting. Is there is there any upgrade you said, and, and I think the same thing, right? Kitchens and bathrooms, yep. uh, where, where people do most of their, you know, living in traffic like that. Um, you know, maybe the, you know, the, the men's den or something like that, or the garage may not be the place we want to spend a bunch of money. Is there anything that if you had to upgrade uh, in your house and you haven't, you know, because our house is probably a 25 year old home and, you know, things need to be upgraded. Where would you start? Uh, so that's a great question. There's you know there's kind of tiers, right? Mm-hmm. If you said, Hunter, I only have two thousand dollars to spend on my home, I would say first thing I'd focus on is lighting. Believe it or not, really? like uh, dark homes don't sell well. So just going online and ordering some LED light bulbs that are really bright. They on are, a- by the way, they're really bright. They're really bright, right? <laughs> we and have we have one room that has the old, you know, um, you know, incandescent. Oh yeah. my goodness! And another room has LED lights. You're like. Huge difference. Huge difference. Okay. So, so think about spend, when you, you can spend when you, a little bit of when, money on that. When you that. go to an apartment store, yep. it's nice, well lit, right? Yep. Um, but beyond that, you know, uh, paint it always. We just fr- painted the house over in COVID. Yes. Right. Went from all dark wood paneling, which by the way was beautiful. Right. Uh, but we painted everything white. Yep. And it opened up the house, and it looks totally different. It looks bigger. It makes it look bit brighter, 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 lighter, yes. makes things look bigger. Okay. It makes people feel better yeah. emotionally. They feel better. And you got to think a lot of people come in from this bright, sunny day. Yes. I'm out showing yes. clients. We're yeah, out in the bright sunshine. You house. walk in dark yeah. house. It just doesn't feel as good. Yeah. But uh, one thing I tell people is put yourself in the shoes of a buyer. If you okay. were coming to buy your house, most buyers that I work with, when we walk up to a house, they are actually in their mind. And it's just weird, the psychology behind it but they are looking to eliminate the house in the first 60 seconds. It's crazy. So if we've got 10 houses to look at in a day, which is a lot, but they're like, okay, I need to narrow it down from 10 to three or four. So they're walking in and sometimes we walk right in the front door of a house. And I don't know if you remember back when you bought a house, sometimes people walk in the door and they're like, eh. Okay, that's my wife. Right. My wife can walk into the front door of a house and she can be like, yes or no, immediately. Me? I have no idea. Yes. I, like, I haven't even seen the garage yet. How do I know if I like it? There's always, there's <laughs> always one. There's always one of the two yeah. that are like, we don't, I don't even have to go see yep. anything else. Yep. This is her. not the house. Yep. Turn around. That was her. So what I tell yes. people is, hey, if you, first can, impression. if you can survive the first 60 seconds yeah. that someone, from the time that someone walks up to your door and think about where they're naturally going to go in the first 60 seconds, sometimes if you've got like windows looking out over a pool or something, they're going to walk straight to that. If you've got a kitchen off to the right that's attracting their attention, they're going to walk straight to that. But think to yourself, okay, curb appeal, so landscaping, mm-hmm. fresh mulch, fresh flowers, you know, making sure your door doesn't squeak, your threshold's not loose. Yeah. I mean, just simple things. Your, your, your windows are yeah. clean, yeah. you know, um, 
walk through the door, stand in your entryway and look around, make sure it's not de not not full of clutter, yeah. make sure the lights are bright, everything's fresh, you don't have, you know, a bunch of like cracked tiles or something, you know, something that's like, okay, and you just walk through like, hey, if this was my first time to walk in this house, what, what where I would I go? Where does my yeah. eye draw me? Yeah. And just kind of make sure that experience is special, right? And sometimes it's as simple as putting fresh flowers. You go to Costco, spend $20 on fresh flowers, put it in a vase on a table or on a coffee, you know, wherever uh, the smells, you know, if you have pets, make sure that you deep clean your house. You have the air ducts clean, change the filter, stuff like that at minimum. Um, but like if you've got, and here's the other thing, do not put five, Glade plugins in your entry. What you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. they, if you if you come in and yeah, people overwhelming, overwhelming, <laughs> they're trying to cover up dead bodies. Yes. Smell, you yeah. know. Yep. Like, don't do that. Good call. Yeah. Good call. What else from just um, a real estate market? Um, you know, you you meet every Wednesday with the team, and you're you know you're talking about the minute and his market. Anything yep. else that would be helpful for parents to know about what's going on? Yeah, I mean, the most thing, the most important thing right now is to keep an eye on what's going on with the interest rates, okay. right? You know, inflation and interest rates are really going to determine where our market's going. Yeah. And the market right now, interest rates have gone up a little, which is, and supply is down. So our, our supply, depending on which part of the market of Dallas you're looking at, right. is down anywhere from 12 to 20% from this time last year. And last year it was down like 7% from the year before. So supply is low, right. which is really good for sellers. Um, but interest rates, affordability are going to be affected, you know, really soon. So the first time the interest rates go up, people get in a panic and there's urgency panic buying. I better buy now before the interest rates go up anymore. Right. But eventually what happens is as interest rates go up more than the six, six and a half percent, all of a sudden people are starting to get priced out of the market, right? Yeah. So taking account, you're like, hey, if I'm going to sell in the next year or two, I may want to consider moving my timetable up before interest rates hit that six, six and a half percent. Because gotcha. if you run, if you look, you can go online and look up Google search mortgage cow, right? And say, what would my payment be if it was, and even just to get an idea of what your house is, I can't stand when people do this when I'm going to list it, but like yeah. go on one of those third party websites, what is my house worth? Or call, better yet, call me, you won't have any obligation, we'll tell you what your house is worth. And then type in, well, what if interest rates were 7%? What would someone have to pay to buy my house? And you're like, wow. wow. Yep. You know, so yep. just, just, you know, have a logical mind to it. I love it. Well, this has been super helpful. Uh, I'll put links to your, um, your website and, you know, your office number uh, in all the show notes. So parents, Great. if they're thinking about things, right, and they're thinking, hey, I want to buy, I want to sell. I've got friends who are coming in from other places. You're a great resource uh, for our parents to be able to reach out to, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to help them out. So, Hunter, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Dan. It's a pleasure.